listening to SKUcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs in the promotional products industry. SKUcast shines a light on our industry's best work, features maverick personalities, and discusses what's really involved in running a modern promotional products business. SKUcast is the official podcast of Common SKU. is is that these traditional incentive programs they fall short of what our team members what our customers want and need from us why is that because they're finite they are often without feeling office team which is a subsidiary of Robert Half had done a research study and they found that more than two-thirds of employees would leave their company would leave their manager if their manager didn't make them feel appreciated I think that that's a key and critical point. It's the way that we need to make as leaders, as partners with our vendors, as partners with our customers, how we make them feel. And an incentive, being so time-bound, falls short of bringing that relationship to life. Hi, friends. I'm Bobby Lehu, the Chief Content Officer at CommonSkew. And today's episode continues our release of all the talks given at SKUCon in Las Vegas. The voice you heard is that of Joe Dreyer, Vice President of Boost Rewards and Ignite. Prior to Boost Rewards, Joe led sales strategy for LexisNexis. Since 2015, Joe has been a lecturer and instructor with the University of Dayton School of Business with a concentration on organizational behavior. Joe delivered a session at SKUCon along with Anita Emhoff, chairman at Boost Rewards. Anita, in addition to her work as chairman for Boost, focuses on strategic oversight and innovation for Shumsky, a top 50 promotional products distributor. And in addition to numerous rewards and recognition throughout the industry, Anita has led Boost to be recognized four times by Women Presidents Organization, WPO, as one of the fastest growing 50 women-owned businesses in America. Anita and Joe's session was titled From Incentives to Engagement and included insights into the evolution of how companies inspire and motivate their employees and also how millennials helped refashion the incentives industry. The incentives industry closely parallels the promotional products industry. And this is a great episode to listen to whether you're curious about incentives as a service offering or if you simply want to learn more about how to incentivize and engage your own team. You can follow along with Joe and Anita's slide deck at community.commonskew.com. Today's episode is courtesy of CommonSkew, the effortless business management platform that powers you to process more orders and grow your business. For more information or to start your free trial, visit commonskew.com. And now from SKUCon in Las Vegas, from Boost Rewards, Joe Dreyer and Anita Emhoff. I want to start first by saying thank you to Bobby, Catherine, Mark. You guys have put together an incredible day for everybody. Right? Can we all agree? I want to also, I want to start by saying thank you to you, the beautiful people of this conference, because you had a choice. You had a choice to make in which session you were going to attend right now. So on behalf of Anita and myself, thank you for choosing to learn with us. Thank you, Joe. And with that being said, I thank you all for participating and engaging into our session. That's truly what this is going to be all about. I'm Anita Emhoff. I'm the chairman of Boost Engagement. And Boost Engagement um, went through, we heard a lot about that earlier, about identity crisis. But truly, we have some really creative people running our business and has created a lot of divisions within our organization. And we needed to go through a little bit of rebranding. So Boost Engagement for us is really four different divisions. You all probably know the company called Shumsky, which manages brands, but truly what it does is engages um, with consumers through branding. Then there's Boost Rewards, which is all about employee recognition and engagement and how to create strategies internally and externally for your employees. 
We got out of the box, which is about engaging with the consumer at the point of sale through box dispensers. The fourth one, which is one of my favorites, which is therapeutic pillows, which is all about patient engagement and uh, through therapeutic pillows. So with that being said, I'm going to let Joe talk about himself, which, by the way, he likes to. <laughs> yeah, you hear that sound? We can just take another moment to recognize my voice. Like I'm off to a flame. I've made my way to the microphone. Um, but what Anita, I think, is getting at is the core purpose of our business is engagement. I come from a background, uh, really, I've been leading strategy with a large organization and joined the University of Dayton about three years ago, focusing on the, the, the research and the study of organizational behavior. And was very, very fortunate that under Anita's leadership and guidance, I was fortunate to join Boost Engagement last February, where I lead that business unit that is focused on employee engagement, reward and recognition programs. And we've got some really exciting things to talk about with you today, um, but I am the resident geek of uh, organizational behavior and all things that kind of make people want to change their behavior, do the right things for the right reasons. And I think that's what we're really talking about when we move from incentives to engagement. So what we're going to do today, we're going to explore what incentives are and what kind of impact that has. And we're going to talk about engagement. And really, in the essence, what we want to do is transition you away from thinking about incentives or truly thinking about engagement. Joe is going to take us through multiple data points and kind of explore the basics a little bit. We're going to talk about best practices. We're going to talk about examples. We want to have an open discussion to what you guys think engagement is and how it impacts culture, strategy, how it potentially can impact this as a solution to your business and your customers that you're already doing business with. And in the end of the day, your readiness of taking your business from an incentive-driven business to an engagement-driven business. And Anita said something that was really important and pertinent to our dialogue today, and that is that this is meant to be a conversation, a conversation that's going to involve you. So if we're saying something you don't agree with, Raise your hand, speak up, share your thoughts and perspectives. In the spirit of that open discussion, let's start off with a question, something to get us all thinking a little bit. I want to hear from you. What is an incentive? Anybody? Say again. A reason. A reason. It motivates. What is it? What is it? What does it motivate, though? I heard a connection. I heard, what, what was that? Back. We tend to think about that carrot or the stick that gets used. Uh -oh. When we talk about our relationship with our employees, it's what am I promising for the output that I need from you? An incentive, and I think you'll all agree, an incentive tends to tie to the tactics of our organization, right? Which I think is why, in part, most all of you are here is because we're trying to move away from that tactic-driven relationship into one of strategy. These incentives come in the form of incentive programs. I think we can all start by saying, when it comes to true engagement, just as in with strategy, it starts first with who. And an incentive traditionally was meant to find or to take that person that might not have been the right fit for the role, for the organization, and try and urge out of them the right behavior to support the tactic. The purpose behind this, really, we wanted mutual rewards across the business. We wanted to give everybody a share. 
We were trying to increase the motivation, an important word when we're talking about incentives. We're trying to boost that morale of the team, try and get more out of them, make them happier with these things. And we were trying to drive an increase in the productivity. The problem is, is that these traditional incentive programs, they fall short of what our team members, what our customers want and need from us. Why is that? Because they're finite. They are often without feeling. Office Team, which is a subsidiary of Robert Half, had done a research study, and they found that more than two-thirds of employees would leave their company, would leave their manager, if their manager didn't make them feel appreciated. I think that that's a key and critical point. It's the way that we need to make as leaders, as partners with our vendors, as partners with our customers, how we make them feel. And an incentive, being so time-bound, falls short of bringing that relationship to life. So let's talk about engagement. Engagement is a verb. It's to do. There's a purpose behind it. It's deeper. It's longer. It's connectivity. It's communication. It's everything incentives is not. It's like short and cold, and that's it. Like engagement is like a marriage, maybe not here in Vegas, but um, it's, it's long term. It's evolution. It's you're building upon it over and over and over again. It's multiple pieces and facets that you build into engagement. That's not just one thing, it's do that and you get this. Absolutely. So much of engagement stems from the purpose that we share with our team members, that we share with our partners, and what they feel bi-directionally in response. That is at the core of engagement. So when I first entered into the recognition industry, and I didn't look at it like an incentive industry, I mean, our business, we were doing, we were doing incentives first. It was Shumsky promotional products that gave a branded piece of product or a plaque or something like that. And you did it once a year, and that was it. So you had to work all year to get one trophy. That's it. So then all these wonderful generations start coming in to I always look at Jill when I say this, because I always blame her as the millennial in a good way, forcing us to start communicating differently and starting engaging with each other on different ways. And I'm like, there's got to be a deeper meaning to this than just incentivizing people to do stuff. How can you connect people you know, through your platform? And how can you get them to look at your business transparently and strategically versus just you know, vertically and, 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 not, and not looking at it as the overall strategy of their organization? So engagement, to me, brings relationships to life. It truly does, especially if everybody went into organization. Earlier, we talked about values. There was somebody in here talking about culture and values. Essentially, obviously, you want to have the right people working for you first before you even start about thinking about an engagement strategy. But getting the right people on board with the right mindset to start wrapping your mind around what engagement strategy looks like. And then it has the longevity. Truly, if you look at as a leader, you want to ask yourself, why do you come work for me every day, other than money? What is it you want? They want to feel important. They want to do something that matters. 
They don't just want to come to work eight to five. Some people do, but those are not the people that you want working for you. Well, you want those people to be engaged and you want them to be connected in your strategy and what you're doing for your customer and for your internal employees as well. Then ask yourself next, how are you going to communicate that? Purpose. Purpose is what's going to drive them. How they impact your customers and how they impact your suppliers, how they impact employees within the organization is, going to want to, is what's going to matter to your bottom line. In the end, and then the third piece is, then you celebrate them. That's what you recognize them for. Watching them bring in their purpose to life within your organization. See what happens when you do that. Now that is engagement, recognizing them for the purpose that they're there to do, not a functional job function or a function within your organization. That's a great point, and something I was looking forward to sharing with you is that over my time with the University of Dayton, I've had the great fortune to study hundreds of organizations some of which are the, some of the best-known brands and businesses in the world, LinkedIn, ADP, CDW, Intuit, Hewlett-Packard. Being on site with these organizations, meeting with their employees, no matter how cool the brand is, how outward-facing their exceptional culture and, and the excitement was, time and again, I would hear from the employee that when they hit the parking lot, they were effectively being asked to take off the hat that was their personal life, put on the hat that was their professional life, and set the task with the function that they're being paid to do. Not big time X. <laughs> and those organizations where the employee feels more, more so as if they are simply there to do the job, turn the wheel, complete the task, the turnover rate goes up. In the organizations where individuals have a best friend, in the organization where they feel tied to the values and the mission of the organization, where they, they believe in the purpose, the retention rate is higher and the productivity increases as well. There is a key driver, though, behind this, and it's come about with the change in demographic that we've seen across our economy. Go back to the baby boomers that had come to the marketplace in their employment, very much focused on the task, do the job, do the job, be the provider, stay with the same company forever. That was at a time when the manager was being asked to motivate their employees, get them to achieve, organize the work into pockets that can be replicable, oversee what individuals are doing, and manage the tasks that you assign to your team members. Along comes Generation X. <laughs> Some people have called them the divorce generation. Many people would say they were self-centered. There was so much more cool stuff about that, okay? But sure, you have Pearl Jam, right? <laughs> MTV. <laughs> <laughs> but these individuals very much focused on themselves. Generation Y, the millennial generation comes around. And suddenly, the conversation in that first interview change from one of the employer asking the employee, what can you do for me, to one of the employee candidate what asking, what can you do for me? Managers and leaders are now being placed across all generations in a position where they're being asked to inspire their employees, connect with the whole of that individual and invite them to bring the best of themselves to the work. Bring about collaboration. It's no longer just a matter of 
overseeing the task, the pockets of work, but instead collaborate with those within the supply chain, your customers, your customers' customers, your suppliers, your team members, and reinforce the commitment that the individuals of these teams have to the purpose. It's different. These millennials, by 2020, according to a Deloitte study, will account for nearly 50% of our workforce. And by 2026, will be more than 80%. We're in a position right now where we must move beyond that carrot and stick into a relationship that is inviting of the whole person, one of engagement. Open discussion. So let's talk a little bit about what you guys are doing out there whether you're incentivizing or you're engaging your employees, whether you're offering and having these discussions with your existing customers. And I'm going to let Joe run around with the microphone, right? Yeah. Joe? Come on. So we would. We'd like to hear. As, As Anita had said, out. engagement becomes so dimensional. We're reaching people. We're inviting their dialogue. We're inviting the best of them, their thinking. And at the end of it all, for their effort, for their relationships, for their focus and commitment to the purpose, we recognize them. I want to hear from you. What are some of the best recognitions that you've received? One of the, I think the most um, meaningful recognition I got was from a peer that I really respected, a peer that did great work. Because when, if recognition is only going to come from above or perhaps if it's from below, you kind of, but if it's from a peer that you really respect, so um, I've had a, a sales exec recognize me for you know an achievement with a customer, and that meant more than um, you know a management award from something, right? Sure. So absolutely, uh, if you're a management or you're in management and you can set up a peer-to-peer -peer recognition, I would I'd vote for it. Great. Well, we would too. So I think that's a really good point, and I would love to speak to that for a second because that's exactly what I saw over the years as well. I didn't feel that recognition programs from top down were truly impactful long term. Um, it didn't really make a difference. It became expected. It was, not, it was not that employees truly wanted to engage themselves in and do these behaviors. They still needed to be told how to do it. So I'm like, how do you create an environment where it's top down, bottoms up and across the line, that really, truly, multiple people are touching each other, not literally, but... Welcome to Vegas. <laughs> connecting. I was like, I shouldn't have said that. So I had to be like, put out, I'm from Denmark, I say weird stuff sometimes. So you have to excuse me there. But truly, connecting with each other through peer-to-peer, -peer, through management, from top, bottom, whatever it is, but I think you made a good point. Sometimes it means more to us. Frankly, a good example is I had an anniversary, and on LinkedIn, all these peers from the industry were taking the time to engage with me and congratulating me. That meant more to me than some kind of incentive bonus that I would have gotten for some kind of job that I would forget in about three months. But the opportunity that you have to connect with people and engaging with people daily, not every three months or every six months, through some kind of recognition platform, but truly you create the strategy and saying, here is the platform and here how I want you to connect with each other and communicate because that's important to us. 
and it's important to you, but it's giving people the opportunity to connect in their way and engage when they want to engage. And I think that's what's key. And when it becomes organic like that, that's when it becomes really powerful for the organization. And I'm not saying your job is done, but it's, it, it's driving itself. And the purpose becomes so much bigger because they feel they're making a difference and they can see the impact personally. Hmm. And they feel they're part of the organization. Absolutely. Can I start by, I'll repeat the question. So as a, as a supplier, the question is really, how do you then engage your customer? What are some of the strategies or tactics that you can use beyond the, the thank you note or a promotional gift that you would send to them? So I think it begins with your personal brand. When we think about the way we work with people and how we make them feel, when we're engaging them and we're commu communicating with them in a way that is fun, that is inviting, that starts by listening to understand first, they understand and recognize that and value it with us. I think the thank you note, the follow-up, tends to be table stakes right now. As a matter of fact, it's been that way in cross industries for years. But when we go the extra mile to make somebody feel heard and understood, those individuals that can achieve that level of communication, that interpersonal relationship, those are the people that we want to do business with. I'll go as far as to say, and there's no silver bullet to this because different people, they respond differently to different things. But I'm a true believer in the fact that people have to like you to trust you. They have to trust you to do business with you. I don't know anybody that's ever said, I don't trust that guy, but damn it, I'm gonna do business with him, right? And the same thing's true with like. I don't like that guy. I don't like him, but I trust him. Nobody has ever said that, right? So when you engage, and your personal brand is one of engagement. In fact, in a little bit, we're going to hear Scott speaking. He's going to be our keynote. I was very fortunate to get to have dinner with him last night. Just a genuinely engaging, thoughtful person. Listens to understand. He's interesting and fun. Kind of guy you'd like to do business with. And I think when we build that personal brand, and that brand becomes an extension of our organizations, the relationships we build internally and externally, that's what makes us sticky. Something that is so challenging about the question, and as I say, there's no silver bullet, is because when it comes to this type of relationship, individuals are motivated differently. Different people, different motivations, different inspirations. And some are motivated intrinsically, it's inside of them, and we're going to appeal to their internal motivation to grow, to be better, to be bigger, to be more successful or to do something even more special than they did last year. Others are motivated externally. It's having that thing out there that they want. I want to get that. And when we can understand the nuances of the people that we work with, whether they're inside our organization, in our supply chain, they're our customer, and we can appeal to what drives them uniquely, that again, if it's part of our personal brand, our professional brand, I think that is ultimately the way we reach them. You might even just as Anita said, happy birthday on Facebook, liking their LinkedIn posts, sharing with them some content that's relative, relevant to their enterprise, to their industry. But it's understanding what's going to drive and what's going what's to truly connect you with that individual. And it really speaks to what that incentive in the traditional sense is. It is fixed. It is time-bound. The individual you're speaking of got what he or she wanted, and the relationship was, as far as he or she could tell, over. Right? with hopes that maybe it'll come back again in the future. 
That incentive is offered. The individual undertakes an action. I will do something that you've asked of me to achieve the outcome that you wish. I get that incentive and the relationship ends, which is what I think you just told us, first-hand experience. Whereas an engagement, engagement is a never-ending life cycle. You know, you create a purpose, they feel aligned, they feel they're part of something greater than just a job function. There's an outcome. The outcome is the impact to the client, the impact to other employees because they're truly engaged because they care, to your point. And for that, you recognize them. You don't recognize them for that specific thing. Now, let's be clear. Engagement, incentives are part of that. There is functionality in there as part of a platform of engagement. There is other functionalities and tools, and we can talk about outside of that. But truly, in the end of the day, you recognize them for their ability to get engaged to the purpose, to why you're in business, and why you are taking care of the customers that you're taking care of. And then in the end of the day, it's engagement, my friends. Listen, we believe wholly in the purpose of true engagement, the connection between individuals, the connection between the employee and their work, their coworkers, the organization as a whole to drive performance. Everybody wants to be better. And when we have the right people, we have the right people in the right role. We have the right people in the right role. We're celebrating them. We're connecting them. We're helping them along. We're greasing the wheels for them to be successful. Excuse me, successful. That's what leads to happier employees, happier customer relationships, more successful businesses. Do you want to take a minute here? We can field any questions we yeah, haven't already addressed. Like, I mean, it's a big question. Yeah. What are some of the things you guys have done at Boost to help your employees become more engaged? I thought you would never ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's there's multiple things you can do out there, but. What I saw in my journey in recognition was that, that the platform that you implement. I mean, I think we do a lot of manual things within our organization, but they're not connected. There's not a transparency, especially for remote offices. There is not a sense of purpose for all the employees. So we utilize a platform that obviously we build as well, but it's about creating objectives within the platform, and I'm talking about technology platform, objectives within the platform, but we also created a social environment where there's opportunity to celebrate employees whenever they want. So when an action happens or an engagement happens that goes in that live news feed and other people within the organizations, whether they're remote or they're in the office or wherever they are at in the world, can chime in and help us celebrate that purpose or that objective they have just met. So it's about creating strategy, strategic platforms for what, how you want to drive your business. So when you create your strategic plan, you know, three years ahead, there is some fundamental things that you want to hit. And you want your employees to behave in a certain ways and engage into your organization to help you drive that organization forward. And that's where we set up engagement platform for that specific purpose. Uh, it has your core values in there, it has your strategies in there, but it also gives you the opportunities to ad hoc, to set up challenges, to run the incentive programs, for example, those short-term carrot 
that are very vital in sales and marketing, but also project related. So it's about providing the engagement platform that gives you the, uh, that gives you the flexibility to, create, uh, to engage on multiple levels, whether it's communicating solely without any kind of monetary value. I just want to chime in and I just want to recognize people. If it's more strategically, say I want to set up a challenge, I want my team to specifically uh, obtain this objective and they need to meet this kind of threshold within this time limit. Or it's about values. I want you to behave this kind of way and I want you to interact with my customers in, cert in a certain way because that's our vision and, vis vision and mission. But that's, that's how we do it within our organization. So it's all the soft, it's the strategic, it's the communication, it's the data, it's all of it within one, and I know that's a lot of information in a short period of time. But that's truly what we have seen works. But it's about letting people engage on their own time mm -hmm. and it being truly organically and it's not the incentive way which is like I want you to do this and I want you to do it this way and I want you to do it within this time frame. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding when people feel that they generally can engage and interact and connect through these platforms on their own time it just has a better outcome. It is way more powerful long term. They don't fall off the cliff after two years because the program becomes static. Because your employees are truly running it. I'm just putting the objectives in there. You guys are talking. You guys are connecting. You guys are recognizing each other. I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm just providing you the platform how to do it. Any other questions? Oh, I was just curious. I'm going to speak a little bit about our environment. And Anita, she's really at the very top of this organization. I'm going to get to speak from a kind of a bottoms up. It starts with the open doors. The accessibility that we have to make those connections to Anita, to our CEO and president, these are people that make themselves available to be connected with. And that flows down to all of us. The tools that Anita's talking about, that provides us a conduit that wherever we are from right now, I can connect with my employees, my team members, celebrate one another, congratulate and be a part of the good things that others have done. And I think that has helped us extend that relationship so that we're not just taking our hat off in the parking lot to put on our working hat and when we get ready to go home or taking off our working hat. I think work and life has blended together and I think culturally, the organization, the leadership has built uh, an environment that's inviting of the whole person. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of SKUcast. Be sure to keep up with our latest content by subscribing to SKUcast on iTunes or to our blog at community.commonsku.com. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for listening.